Welcome back to B-Sides. Again, you're with Martin Andrews and our first guest, Adam. Sorry, what's your surname, Adam? Monteris. Monteris. Yep. Adam Monteris. Uh, welcome, Adam. Thank you. Now, Adam is the organiser of the, is it the Wellington or the New Zealand Music Film Festival? Eh? Just the Music Film Festival. Just the Music Film Festival. Yeah. Okay, great. And it's running in the Paramount Theatre from the 28th of October to the 13th of November. It is. Um, I guess we'll start from the beginning, Adam. Like, why, why a music film festival? Well, there was kind of a few strains of thought that went into it, actually, and it sort of um, gestated over a, a long period of time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a, like lots of people, I'm a fan of music, and I like to watch, um, you know, uh, music concerts and documentaries and that kind of thing. And um, there's been one particular film that has been a, a favourite for a very long time. It was kind of a life-changing film for me. It was um, Frank Zappa's Baby Snakes. Mm-hmm. And I saw that in about, God, 1988 or something and um, watched it on a scratchy old um, VHS probably about a, a, a billion times. And um, and I always thought, God, this would be great to see on the big screen. Wouldn't it be great to see this on the big screen? And, like, you know, decades passed and no one's screening it and I travelled the world and no one around the world was screening it. And not that I travelled the world looking for people to screen it, but nonetheless... I just never came across it, ever been in a cinema, because obviously it's probably quite a, a, obscure, hasn't really got a, a market, you know, to, to um, justify a cinema showing it. And there's a, lots of other films before someone would screen that one. So I kind of always envisioned sort of been in a cinema and just been immersed in my favourite sort of music um, f- um, concert ever. Mm, sure. So that was kind of one thing. And then um, I, well, one thing I really enjoyed, this is back in the 90s in Wellington, we used to have the Incredibly Strange Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And that just showed, you know, really sort of uh, obscure, rare cult stuff that you'd never otherwise see. And I kind of liked that kind of thing. You could, you know, you'd rock along to the Paramount or mm-hmm. where, wherever it was. Well, actually it actually was a Paramount. And you just see, you know, you catch a late night sort of old obs- obscure film that you'd, you've got no idea what it's about and you go up there and it's just absolutely amazing. And so that, that kind of appeals to me. And sort of um, but, but sort of before well, the, the turn of the, the, the century, if you like, uh, before sort of cinema became sort of what it is today, um, cinemas would sh- sort of show a lot more sort of obscure stuff as well. You know, you get it like a, a Friday night, cult movie or a Saturday night, late night, midnight screening of Clockwork Orange or mm. just something really bizarre like that. And I really enjoyed those kinds of films. So, and, and so they were kind of, and then I sort of thought another stream was there's all these f- and great film festivals, but there's never actually a music film festival. And I thought, why has there never been a yeah, music film I festival? The same thing myself. Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it wasn't an original. And in fact, it's the first section that I go to every year at the International Film Festival. Oh, what music films have been shown? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Me too. <laughs> so, the, I mean, they're there. Um, they're, they're tacked onto films, yeah, and yeah. Um, but it's never been dedicated. Sure, sure. And I just thought, yeah, well, why hasn't this ever been done before? And, and so then this was, you know, I waited years and years and years, and no one was doing it. And I thought, God, wouldn't it be great to, you know, wouldn't it be a really good idea? And obviously, it's not an original idea. It's just a great idea waiting for someone to come along and make Absolutely. it happen, yeah, you know. Yeah. So about a year ago, I started seriously thinking about actually going back to the um, Frank Zappa's Baby Snakes. I thought, if I'm ever going to see this, I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to screen it myself. So I thought, maybe I should approach somewhat the Paramount. I've always had the Paramount in my mind. And um, maybe hire out a cinema, private cinema in, in the Paramount and just, you know, get, get people and everyone pays a price and, you know, and, and that, that covers the cost of hireage. And then I thought, 
and that's when the idea sort of came to me maybe there should actually be a music film festival in the Paramount and maybe I should, oh, maybe I'm the one to actually do it uh, and so then I am denied about that for quite a long time probably a few years this has you know certainly gone on for a very long time in my mind and then this chance would have it, and, 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 and it was building up over the last year, actually. And then this chance would have it, I was at my brother-in-law's um, stag do. It was a very convivial one, by the way. And we were in a restaurant, and I just happened to be sitting next to one of the shareholders of the Paramount, right next to me. And I thought, if I don't ask now, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Great. So Great. I said, hey, by the way, you know, I love, love, love your cinema, and, you know, have, would you guys be interested in, in doing a, a music film festival? And he said, um, yeah, sure, um, I'll, I'll um, give your name to the manager. And um, so, yeah, he, he gave my name to the manager. We've, we followed it up, and, um, and, they, and I met with the Paramount, and they agreed. They thought it was also a good idea, so that's how it started. Great. <laughs> love it. I love uh, people taking their opportunities when they arise. You yeah. saw the opportunity, you grabbed it, and here we are. The rest mm. is history. Well, the rest is... On almost here, really, isn't it? Yeah. Baby Snakes, Saturday, 29th of October, 8.30 p.m. There it is. Mm. Yep. Your magic film. Yeah, at a magic time, at a magic hour. <laughs> Put that there especially for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> and now will this still be the first time that you would have sat down in a cinema and watched it? Yes, it will be. Magic. Yeah. Magic. So that, that, that's, I'm particularly looking forward to, to that one. And what is it about Baby Snakes that really struck you uh, when you first saw it? Well, I'd never really heard um, you know, Frank Zappa's music before. Um, I mean, at that point in time, I was about 18, and I was, a mu- I was a, I would not call myself a musician, but I played in bands, and it was all kind of very... Um, I suppose from a personal point of view, I, I was writing music, but it was very twee, underdeveloped. I wasn't satisfied by it. It was very blues derivative. I, I, I was following all these rules that I thought I had to do. And so I was very constrained by genre, by expectation, by this magical rule book that exists about what creativity should and shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Baby Snakes, I just threw it all out the window. It just really told me in no uncertain terms that there are absolutely no rules to creativity. You can do whatever you like. So it's, you know, so it's a live concert. It's a live concert, yeah. It's, it's, um, On Halloween. On Halloween, 1977. Mm-hmm. Pretty much when he was at his, in his prime. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's the 29th anniversary of the actual show. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so you've got some really interesting stuff coming through here. Tell us about the what, – what really struck me was um, – uh, what was it now? Dark Side of the Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell our listeners about Dark Side of the Rainbow. Okay, so that's definitely um, when it comes to rare. So the music film festival is the tagline is rare, cult, and modern. So this is from the rare and the cult, possibly more from the rare side of things, but definitely <laughs> nice. cult. We've all heard of the uh, the urban myth of Dark Side of the Moon matching up with The Wizard of Oz, but here yep. we do here we get the chance to actually see it. In a cinema. So somebody actually put together a film of the, the soundtrack um, of you know, Dark Side of the Moon and um, in, in the film, and they put it together and they released it <clears throat> in some capacity. And I saw it at the Paramount actually uh, about 2000 and something, early 2000s. Um, but basically it's, t- it's if you start the dark side of the moon at a very specific point where the, when the movie starts, at a certain point where the opening credits are, then there's all these amazing synchronicities that happen mm. throughout it. So not, mm. not only have you got this really, you know, 
sort of cultish, old school, great film, but you've got this fantastic music pumping out at the same time. So it's mm. that kind of it's that kind of mixing those two disparate things together. So some of the um, synchronicities are, for example, uh, I can't remember in great detail, but from memory, there's a line in the in the album where they they say which which is which or something like that, and that's exactly that point where Dorothy's looking at two witches and, and sort of not. Can't, can't, you know, she's going. It's like she's saying which which is which. Yeah. Um, and and does the, it run through the entire film? The, so the film is about um, two and a half times longer. Right. So you, what you'll hear is you'll hear the um, the whole album once, you'll hear it again, and then you'll hear it half again. Okay. And oh. so after, uh, the, the first, I mean, the, the first time it plays, it's it's great. The second time, it's you know you're hearing the same thing again, <laughs> but it's still good. Yeah, sure, sure. How does one go about? Um I don't know, acquiring these films, like particularly the Frank Zeppel one, like these really rare films. How, how do you go about getting these things? So that's really more of a question that you want to ask the cinema administrators. Oh, really? Yep. So that's what that's one thing which the Paramount was was gracious enough to organise. Um, so uh, Blue Blu-rays are screenable in, in cinemas. So if you can find it on Blu-ray, then you'll be okay. And that one happens to be on Blu-ray. And some of these are some of these obscure ones are actually on Blu-ray. So they're, they're obscure, but not to the point of not available. Sure, yeah. sure. And uh, any other highlights in the festival for you? Well, the opening night, Spinal Tap. I mean, who doesn't love Spinal Tap? Mm. I mean, everyone's mm. seen it a million times on video. Anyone who's a musician can quote every line and they've, in some capacity, lived it or imagined it. <laughs> so that, that's going to be a goodie. Um, that's, as far as I know, the first time it's been screened since 1982. Right. When the Paramount screened it, actually, and my brother went to that screening, as it happened, I've found out since. I have heard maybe that's been screened at the Regent since then, but I didn't know that before I tagged it as the first screening since 1982. <laughs> That's a definite highlight. Um, what, what made you choose Spinal Tap as the opening night film as, as over, say, Baby Snacks? Well, my personal choice would have been Baby Snacks, but I sort of got to think of the market as well. Mm, sure. And um, so, yeah, I mean, Spinal, I mean, Spinal Tap is, has, has always comes up number one as a top number one music mm. documentary or, or rockumentary. So it's kind of like it's a quintessential, um, you know, um, uh, music about film, really. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think that's probably the most popular, most cultish, most well-known, most loved, tops mm. all the polls. N- barely been screened in, in Wellington on the cinema. That yeah. just seemed to me like a no-brainer. And, mm-hmm. that, and, and instantly, when I thought, started seriously thinking about the music film festival, I thought, oh, it's just got to be Spinal Tap. Yeah. Were there any films that you were hoping to show that you weren't able to to acquire? Um, so it wasn't more about acquiring because basically we can only screen. But sixteen films is about is about the magic number that you, that you want to screen. Although we're screening seventeen because one of them is a double one of them is a double feature: the Dark Side of the Rainbow and Pink Floyd Live at Pompeii. I've actually got a, a long list of about another thirty, so I can't remember offhand what they were. But What Sticks was definitely on there. Don't know if that's. I think that's. Is that about Stax Records? No, it's not. It's, I think it's a 1970 film. There were some riots and stacks in Los Angeles, and this was like a festival. I think to I don't know, like a peace festival. I could have that wrong, but it's something like that, and it's just got people like Isaac Hayes and all these superfly guys. You know, really, really cool. Um, but the reason I didn't screen that is because we wanted to sort of a lot of my films I was choosing tended to be towards sort of classic cultish rock from the seventies, and we thought we don't want to make it just mm, about that. It's got to sort mm. of um, span a bunch of sort of tastes and genres and eras. So we 
So, but yeah, that was one of them. I mean, Song Remains the Same by Led Zeppelin, that might have been a bit too obvious, so I cut that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, people, Someone suggested to me why aren't I showing the, the last spots by the band. I also thought that was a bit sort of, sort of overplayed as well. Um, I see they're doing a live version of it shortly. Are they? Yeah, at the Michael Fowler Centre. Oh. Yeah, there's a whole bunch, uh, some of the guys from uh, the Eastern, I think. Um, and uh, Garth, what's Garth Hudson? He's coming over to perform. Okay. So that the yeah they're redoing uh, the last waltz, which is one of my favourite. It's probably my favourite music um, documentary or film. So yeah, I'll be getting along to that. Um, yeah, it's kind of up the old Spinal Tap and the sort of most loved mm. films. Well, funnily enough, Spinal Tap was was inspired by the last waltz. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. Maybe next year. Laurie, do you have any films in here that you have some, I don't know, some fond memories of? Or what, what's your favourite music? Well, uh, um, I must say I've been scribbling all over Adam's uh, schedule here. So now he's got extra blue marks. Um, I haven't seen a lot of these films, which is a su- surprising me. But I must say there's a few classics in there. And I'm looking at... Uh, David Bowie because Ziggy Stardust why not and I'm really interested in Bjork the Bjork Ophelia is it? Biophilia Bjork Biophilia Biophilia Live yeah Love to see her in, in, mm. in that state. And also, uh, I'm a good Kiwi girl, so I'm also eyeing up um, Beautiful Machine because yeah. I haven't seen that yet and no, I've I saved it, for, want to save it for the big screen. So I've just got a little list going down here. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good film, good documentary. Mm. Yeah. No, good on you, good selection. Mm. And I mean, Amy. <laughs> I haven't seen that either, so I haven't seen hardly anything, so I'm excited. <laughs> I haven't seen Amy either, actually. There's, <laughs> a, there's, a, there's a few films here that, that I haven't seen deliberately because I want to experience them for the first time. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great. And did you have to get together with a committee from the Paramount and, and say, OK, this is my list, and did they present a list to you and you sort of cross-reference them? and? To, I, I guess there's the, these are the films that I really want to see, but there's also the general public, which has to be taken into account. Right. Was there some sort of feedback from Paramount to say, no, that's too obscure, and we want a more commercial one that's going to bring in more people? They weren't wor- worried so much about obscurity. They were sort of more worried about what I said before, representation. So they didn't want it to be just a boys' festival of classic rock from mm-hmm. the 70s, f- for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that was their first comment, which was great. I mean, they are experts at running, you know, at programming. So they, they you know, it's, it would be, um, you know, appropriate of me to listen, and I did. So we had, we had those conversations. I mean, ultimately, it was my choice. It was my festival. Um, I was pretty much the the, the um, curator, the programmer, the director, whatever. So we did discuss stuff, and they also suggested a, a, a couple of things. And when they went to book one film, the distributor said, "Well, hey, I've got this other one you can have." You know, so that. So that just made things easy. So I said, okay, great, we'll go for that one. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately it was, it was all kind of my choice, but I definitely took their advice because they know what they're doing sure, as well. Sure, And are they all going to be shown in the in the main theatre? Hopefully. That depends on um, attendance. Mm. So um, if tickets are undersold and a few people show up, they might go to a smaller cinema, mm. smaller screen. Um, otherwise, yeah, it'll stay on the big one. Mm. So, yeah, he's hoping. Sure. So are there any films, other films on here apart from uh, Babe Snacks, which are personal favourites of yours? Um, so Fear of a Black Hat. 
that's screening on the Sunday. So it's that's in, another mockumentary. It is a mockumentary. It's the hip hop of Spinal Tap. Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> if you love Spinal Tap, you want to see the hip hop version. It's just as good. It's just as funny. The music is just as fantastic. It's absolutely great. So. Fear of a black hat. Fear of a black. So it's a takeoff of Fear of a Black Planet. Sure. And the band is NWH, which is a takeoff of NWA. So yeah, it's all that kind of stuff. And they got names like Tone Deaf and Tasty Taste, like Flavor Flav. <laughs> yeah. So it's very very funny. I've seen that lots of times. Um, I guess the the other one would be Pink Floyd Live at Pompeii, where mm-hmm. they're playing. And this this is that this they, they played before um, Dark Side of the Moon came out, and they were in an empty um, amphitheater in Pompeii. An, an empty theatre. An, an empty um, amphitheatre ruin. Mm. So there's there's no audience. It's just there's no Pink audience. It's just the, the band in the middle. Wow. You know, and um, and a and a sound crew and a film crew, and it's absolutely amazing. They just play like just beautifully. Mm. So mm. I thought that on a big screen would be fantastic. Mm. Yeah. So a double feature there. It's a double feature with Dark Side of the Rainbow. And um, yeah, I, I sort of love those sort of cultish double features. So, mm. you know, that's the reason. So for it, was doing a, that. it was a personal choice to get a double feature in there somewhere? It definitely was. <laughs> and that seemed like a pretty good one. <laughs> and is this going to be hopefully uh, an ongoing thing if, if all goes well? Well, I'd love it to be. Mm. Um, it depends how this first one goes, really. So this sure. first one is a litmus test. Mm. Yeah. Great. Did can, you I, can I just give a plug for 20 Foot from Stardom as well? Changed my life. Yep. Those girls, amazing. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, that's a film about the backing singers. Backup singers, yeah, tw- been... 20 feet away yeah. from Mick Jagger. Yep. Yeah. I, I felt like um, if I get to come again, I'm coming up back as one of those girls. There's one scene in that film um, where the backing singer, and I forget who it is, is describing the scene where she sings uh, the line from the Rolling Stones, Give Me Shelter. Yeah. Oh. Mary Clayton. Mary Clayton. Oh, I played her on the show after seeing that. I, yeah. I, I, can, I can't hear that song now without, isol- in my mind, yeah. my mind's ear isolating that vocal because mm. it's just an incredible performance that she's put on. And it was about three in the morning, wasn't it? Didn't, from memory, he gave her a call and it was like three in the morning and he said, come to the studio. And yeah. she went down there really tired and she just belted this oh, thing out. Heavily pregnant. Heavily yeah. pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Incredible scene. In her pyjamas. <laughs> and in the film, they, they isolate that, don't they? They isolate that vocal that she does and it's just, yeah. it's extraordinary. It's killer. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, Adam, so thank you so much for coming down and, mm. and um, sharing this with our listeners. Thank uh, you for having me. Booking, uh, where can they get tickets? So you can book at paramount.co.nz. Mm-hmm. And if you want to kick, um, stay up with what's happening, uh, Music Film Festival NZ on Facebook. Fantastic. And we will link to that on our B-Side Stories page. So keep an eye on that on our Facebook page. Uh, now, Adam, you've chosen us a song to, to leave us with here. What have you chosen here? It's uh, Kids, uh, Kids of 88, Downtown. All right. We will be back shortly with our, who's our guest there? Anna Bordingong from Munch Mums. All right. We'll be back very, very soon. Yeah.